Before we get started with today's podcast, I'm just going to ask this as the final 12 seconds just ticked down on my TV. How did the Boston Bruins not score there? Good on Carolina for tying the series 1-1 in their Eastern first round matchup, but we are here to discuss the Vegas Golden Knights taking a 2-0 series lead over the Chicago Blackhawks. Welcome back, everybody, to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, August 13th, and this episode is brought to you in part by Built Bar. I am Danny Webster. I'm your host, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode, in which we will discuss the Golden Knights winning 4-3 to over the Chicago Blackhawks in Game 2 of their series. The Golden Knights lead two games to none with Game 3 on Saturday. On NBC. That, wow, that was actually... You know what? I'm going to give myself credit for that. That was actually really good, and that was in key. So we're going to stick with that. There was a lot that happened with this game. And I think we all should have anticipated Chicago coming out in Game 2 and playing one of their best games that they're probably going to play in this series. And that's exactly what happened. The Blackhawks rallied from 2 nothing down scored three times in the second period to send the game into the third period, tied 3-3. And really, after a bad second period, which, I mean, has been the mantra for the Golden Knights ever since they returned to play, and for some reason the third period has all of a sudden been the best thing that's since sliced bread for them, the Golden Knights could not get anything past Corey Crawford in the final 40 minutes of regulation. It was Corey Crawford playing the role of a brick wall Pretty much stopped everything in his path. There were a couple of chances Vegas had in front where Stone and Carlson had a couple of chances, where Stevenson had a couple of chances, and nothing went right for them in that instance. Corey Crawford played well after giving up two goals on seven shots in the first 20 minutes of the game. Starting, of course, with Paul Stasny, which, by the way, if you listened to the pod yesterday, people, did I not say that Paul Stasny had to contribute to the score sheet? Clearly, somebody listened to me in the Golden Knights realm and said, you know what, listen to Danny, he knows what he's talking about, which is probably the only time out of the three years anybody would be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's stick with that. Stasny gets them on the board early, and then Tomas Nosek scores again to make it 2-0. And then the Blackhawks make their comeback, all pretty much rallying around Patrick Kane, assisting on all three goals in the second period. Kirby Doc with one to get him on the board. Dominic Kubelik on the power play, and then Dylan Strom near the end of the second period to give him three. Had it not been for Mark Stone scoring late in the second period, we might have been talking about a completely different game right now. That goal was huge. That goal was alarmingly huge, especially with the way Chicago tilted the ice in their favor in the second period. If not for Stone's goal off a rebound of Alec Martinez's shot, Who knows what would have been the case on this night. But the Golden Knights, after a rough second period, were on full attack in the third period. They peppered Corey Crawford with a bunch of shots. Some of them went wide. Some of them could have been goals. Again, Crawford stood on his head in the final 40 minutes. And for, for all the bad goals he's given up in the first two games, he stepped up and played admirably in the second and third period until overtime when Riley Smith, I think we're going to, I think we're going to title this pod Smith for Smythe, because I know that there are a good number of players who are deserving and to be the, in the early running 
for the Con Smythe, probably Eunice Corpusalo may have sealed it up before the Black for the Blackhawks, before the Blue Jackets even got through the first round. But if we're going to call it what it is, Riley Smith should be in that conversation. Because in two games so far in this postseason, he has been stellar and he has been the driving force behind how good the second line has been. And the Dallas Stars just scored a goal. And wait, hold on. Okay, so Calgary had already scored. Dallas responded. So now Dallas scores twice in 10 seconds. This is how it works. Back to the Golden Knights. Riley Smith has been the driving force behind the second line success. And the fact that Jonathan Marchessault has been able to benefit from that as well with three consecutive multi-point games, he has been very good. But Riley Smith coming up in with big-time moments in the game, scoring twice in game one in the third period, and then come back and score that goal in overtime, he has been really good. And, and again, it's not just, you know, the goals. It's not just the points. He, if there is someone that you can put the label man on a mission, it looks like it's Riley Smith. The way he attacks the forecheck, the way that he's winning puck battles, the way that that effort is rubbing off on his line mates, that second line looks quicker and better than anybody else on the opposition that Chicago can throw at them. That's a good sign to have, especially considering the fact that now through two games, we've only gotten one with Max Pacioretty back on the top line. Now, Pacioretty was a late scratch this afternoon due to being unfit to play. Uh, Pete DeBoer did not have an update as far as that is concerned uh, after the game. And so we don't know if it's the quote unquote minor issue that he's been dealing with for the last three weeks, if that's caught up to him or whatever the case may be, but Max Pacioretty did not play. Mark Stone did have a goal on the top line, his first of the series, so that was a good sign to see, and Chandler Stevenson took Pacioretty's place on the top line, and I thought he looked really good. Even though on the score sheet, nothing really for Stevenson, he looked comfortable on that line with Carlson and Stone, and I thought Carlson had one of his better games in all three phases. Um, I thought he was terrific in the defensive zone in the third period. He made a couple of key blocks, and he made a couple of key plays in the offensive zone that really should have generated in goals. So just like Stasny scoring today, I think in time Carlson is going to get his. Uh, the third line I thought was fantastic. And especially when it looked like it was going way downhill when Chicago got on the board with Doc's goal. Nick Waugh probably had one of the more forgettable moments of this game. Getting choked up just thinking about it. <laughs> but... um. Nick Waugh had one of the most forgettable moments of this game when he was on the ice and he was going to come off, I believe, for a change, but the Golden Knights still had the puck in the offensive zone. So it's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking in this moment? And then turnover the other way, Chicago comes through and Doc scores his goal, and all of a sudden it's like, well, Nick Waugh's rough postseason really continues. Waugh was probably the reason why the Golden Knights won this game. And the reason why is because that final shift that led to Vegas getting the winning goal from Smith, the third line and the fourth line circled the puck well. They kept the puck in the offensive zone. They kept it in long enough to where Smith and Stasny could hop over the boards, and they were able to score in that instance to win the game. Had it not been for the play of that group with Nick Cousins, Nick Waugh, and Alex Tuck, who knows if Vegas would have won that game. 
And really, if you think about it, the third line was dominant in that overtime period. I think there was like three or four instances where they got a shot off. Tuck had two from the slot. Cousins had one, and I think there was one in close, I believe, also from Waugh. And had that not had that not happened, had the third line not been as aggressive as it was in that in that overtime period, we might be looking at a one-one series right now. And then the fourth line, uh, who knows what's going to happen with the fourth line? Because now uh, Nick Waugh, or not Nick Waugh, Tomas Nosek, center line, you guys got the deal. Tomas Nosek left the game late in the second period, did not return. Uh, DeBoer also said he is unfit to play, so we'll find out if both Nosek and Pacioretty will be available for Game 3, which is on Saturday, and the Golden Knights have a chance to put a stranglehold on this series and take a 3-0 lead, heading into the back-to-back on Sunday. Speaking of that back-to-back, there is a big conundrum going on, because I know that talking about goaltending is going to be the ridiculous ad nauseum thing that we do here for the least going forward, but the facts are what they are. Robin Leonard is 7-0 and as the starting goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. When do you put in Marc-Andre Fleury, or do you even put Marc-Andre Fleury into the game? We will talk about that in just a moment, but first, we would like to welcome back Built Bar to the Locked On Network. Now, it's been a while since I've discussed Built Bar. For those of you who haven't heard about Built Bar before... They, they are good. It is a protein energy bar that now when I say this, you know, you, t- you eat protein and energy bars, more than likely you're not going to like the taste. It's like, oh, it just tastes like regular chalk or whatnot. That's not the case. Built Bar is like a candy bar covered in chocolate. It is delicious. And they have six new flavors, six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and one I'm definitely going to try apple almond crisp now someone like me who's trying to get back into the gym and get healthy i need something to kind of get my energy going built bar is perfect especially with their 12 original flavors you got raspberry german chocolate peanut butter peanut butter brownie orange which is one of my favorites built bars are healthy they are low in calorie low in sugar they are ridiculously good no matter what flavor you get now with built bar back with us on the lockdown network You get two things here. You get a free cooler if you purchase a sack of Built Bars while supplies last. Keep that in mind. You get a free cooler. And all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Again, delicious, healthy you know, everything you're looking for, great for a keto diet if you're on a keto diet as well. Everything about Built Bar is fantastic and they are ridiculously good. So go to builtbar.com again, promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for $10 off at builtbar.com. And friends, just as a gentle reminder, subtle reminder, friendly reminder, uh, if you would like to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. You can also send an email to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com if you'd like to send in your feedback or any Golden Knights-related questions you would like answered on the air. All feedback is greatly appreciated. Also, a reminder, if you wouldn't mind dropping that little review on Apple Podcasts, rating and review is always great. Let's me know how I'm doing. Let's me know how the show's doing. Again, feedback, criticism, all of it. 
Greatly appreciated. So we need to discuss this. And and I know that it's going to be the elephant in the room for a while until the Golden Knights actually lose or until the Golden Knights finally falter and lose a couple in a row. But it is what it is. And what it is what it is. You get what I did there? Probably not, but we're going to keep going. In. Robin Leonard is now 7-0 as the Vegas Golden Knights goaltender. He has started both games of this playoff series with Game 3 coming up on Saturday and Game 4 being on Sunday, which begs the question, when are the Golden Knights going to go to Marc-Andre Fleury? Now, it has been said many times already that the unusual circumstances that are led to this playoff situation it's going to open the door for a bunch of things that we haven't seen before one being back-to-backs the other one as we've seen already in a couple of these games goalie rotation whether it is a back-to-back or not we saw the hurricanes go from Morazic to Reimer in their game two win the Dallas Stars as we speak right now have gone from Anton Kudobin to Ben Bishop now I mean, that's that's a whole other discussion we could have why Ben Bishop wasn't playing in game one, but I digress. We're going to be getting that situation with Vegas rather soon. And I, and I mean, do I think, would it shock me if the Golden Knights went from Leonard to Flurry in games three and four, or would it shock me if they went Leonard all four games? Not really. Because I think, as I said yesterday, the adage of you go with the hot hand until it cools is very true in this situation. Now, as it pertains to Leonard, none of the goals really today were his fault. I mean, Kubalik's shot was ridiculous. Doc should not have even had a chance to score there had it been for Waz line change. And the Strom goal late in the second was just set up by a great feed from Patrick Kane. So there's nothing really you can do there. 22 saves on 25 shots for Robin Leonard. He stopped 19 of 20 on Tuesday. And he has... The, the number of goals has gone up in his starts. He's allowed, I think it's three goals in four of his seven starts. The difference here in this situation is that the Golden Knights are winning. And at the end of the day, when you look at how you divvy up starts between Flurry and Leonard, you need to go into it with the mindset of, are the goals really his fault? Because you can look at the numbers all you want. And you can say, well, the GAA is this, the GAA is that, save percentage is this, save percentage is that. But... And, and I mean, you're not going to look at the analytics from that standpoint. And the Stars just scored another goal. The Stars offense is back, ladies and gentlemen. You only get live updates like this on Locked on Golden Knights. That's all I'm saying. But back, <laughs> no, you don't because this never happens. I just wanted to watch the hockey. Back, back to Leonard, though. You can look at the stats all you want. You can look at the basic numbers all you want. And hell, you can even look at the advanced analytics if you want, which I mean, I'm not going to try and decipher all the numbers and how everything looks. I mean, if you expect the goals are up and the goalie's making the saves, then that's really all that matters at the end of the day. But when I look at how this is going to go, I truly believe in the situation of you go with the horse that's gotten you here until that horse can't ride any longer. And until Robin Leonard loses a game, I don't know how you take him out of the net. Now, again, this back-to-back coming up, it's going to be a very interesting situation because you have a 5 o'clock puck drop on Saturday and then a 3.30 puck drop on Sunday. So there is not a lot of time between games 3 and 4 if you're going to choose to go between Leonard and Flurry. Now, I think Saturday they should go with Rob and Leonard. And hopefully that results in a 3 nothing series lead for the Golden Knights to, that, to then which you can go ahead and start Marc-Andre Fleury in Game 4 if you want. But 
I'm, I saw a lot of this on Twitter today, and I saw a lot of chatter in regards to this and how a lot of people are angry that Flurry did not start today. And I, I get where they're coming from from this aspect. You're talking about a guy who was basically cast aside by Pittsburgh who had to take a backseat to a young goaltender who won two Stanley Cups with him back-to-back, and Flurry was not the beneficiary of either one of those. Now you go into this situation where Flurry has led the Golden Knights to the Cup final, led them to the playoffs last year, played really well with the exception of three goals in a few minutes against San Jose in Game 7. All of that aside, Flurry has been very good. And I, and I even backed it up before the series began. Flurry has been really good in the playoffs with the Golden Knights. So that's not the issue here. The issue here is what are, what are we most looking at What are we looking at the most, I should say, when analyzing this goaltender situation? Are we looking at making sure that Flurry gets in and he gets his starts and he doesn't feel sad? Or are we looking at results? Now, if we're talking about this in a normal postseason in April, if the rotation was happening, it wouldn't be questioned because you you invested so much into that goalie situation at the trade deadline, you better use both. This instance, completely different. It is absolutely 100% completely different because they did not have any quote-unquote warm-up games, as I would say like the NBA did. They did not have seven more, eight more regular season games before they jumped into the playoffs. The Golden Knights had three, maybe four games to pretty much get into playoff mode. They had to play an exhibition game, which did not count for anything, And they had to play three round-robin games just to ensure that they got to this point of being the number one seed in the Western Conference. There is no time to go about this and split starts between two goalies. You're going to need the right guys in the right situation to win you games. And if Robin Leonard, current win-loss record is 7-0 in seven starts with the Golden Knights, you Ride that horse until you can't know more. Robin Leonard, right now, as we speak, is the current no-doubt starter, start 1A goaltender for the Golden Knights. And again, that has nothing to do with Flurry as 1A person, 2 as a goaltender. There is no denying that Marc-Andre Flurry has struggled since Robin Leonard became a Vegas Golden Knight. There are no doubt you want to talk about the numbers. You look at the numbers of how Flurry has played since Leonard has come to Vegas. They're not good. They are not good. Robin Leonard has been better. Robin Leonard may not be the flashiest goaltender. He may not be the most athletic goaltender, but he is out of the two, probably the most sound goalie the Golden Knights have. His sound play, his smart his, you know, his ice smarts, his hockey IQ, basically everything that you could want in a goaltender, he is that. And if he gives you the best chance to win the Stanley Cup, you have to roll with that. And again, Flurry is going to get his chances. He is going to get his starts. He is likely going to start either game three or game four. He's going to get one of those. I don't see DeBoer rolling with Leonard back to back this weekend. It, 
As much as I think it might make sense if you have the chance to put the foot on the throat of the Blackhawks in game four for a potential sweep if you win on Saturday, I could see why. But at the end of the day, it's about winning the Stanley Cup, especially for this organization. And of course, everybody loves Flurry. Everyone loves the idea of him and his redemption story. Everybody loves the idea of him winning another Stanley Cup. And everybody loved the idea of him winning the Stanley Cup and being the main goalie to hoist it realistically when the deadline happened in early June. That was the plan. Plans change. Again, Flurry is going to get his run. At the earliest, his run is going to come this weekend. But I think we all need to take a step back and remember there is absolutely no reason to get mad that Marc-Andre Fleury is not starting right now, considering the best option you have has not lost a start since being traded to Vegas. Now, again, that's not going to last. That That's absolutely not going to last. Leonard's going to lose at some point in this postseason. Could be Saturday, for all we know, if he gets to start on Saturday. But with Pete DeBoer saying that the decision to play the goalies, he's going to take it day by day. I bet he's looked at the first two games of this series and said Leonard hasn't seen a lot of shots. The three goals that he allowed on Thursday were not his fault. And really, with the overall play of the people in front of him, keeping Chicago to the outside and taking away the North-South game, it has put Leonard in a very good position to succeed. And if that's the overall game plan and the overall message that has come through in the first two games of this series... Nobody should be getting mad. The only thing you should be worried about is the Golden Knights getting a win. The mantra I have about the players and the actual teams in the playoffs, it doesn't matter how you win, just win, goes to the fans as well. Nobody should be angry that Marc-Andre Fleury is not playing right now because the Vegas Golden Knights have a 2-0 series lead. Now, if Leonard goes out and loses his next two, then then I can see the argument. But right now, the way it stands on August 13th, Golden Knights have a 2-0 lead in this series, and the best goaltender they have has been manning the crease for those two games. So everybody needs to kind of calm down with your anger, calm down with your fury. There's a reason why DeBoer hasn't lost yet in this postseason. There's a reason why the Golden Knights are 5-0 in the postseason. They have been good. Robin Leonard has been good. And until the Golden Knights start seeing a trend in which they start losing and they have to make the switch, then that's where we're going to see it. Right now, it does. I don't see it. I just don't see it. So everybody calm down. If you're a Golden Knights fan, calm down on social media. Calm down and just take a deep breath. And remember, your team is up 2-0 against the Blackhawks with a very good chance to go up 3-0 on Saturday. Just remember that. It is all about winning. This team is 14 wins from a Stanley Cup. They want to get out of the first round this year. They're halfway to doing it. It's all about winning. Doesn't matter how. Leonard could give up five goals in his next start. As long as Vegas puts up six, that's all that should matter. Doesn't matter who's in the crease. All that matters is that the Golden Knights are winning. And that's the only thing fans should be concerned about. All right, so we will take one more look around the league before we get out of here, and uh, I, as I've mentioned earlier, the Dallas Stars with a 2-1 lead over the Calgary Flames. I still think the Flames will try and find a way to upset Dallas, quote-unquote, upset Dallas in this postseason. If you remember from last night's show, 
Uh, the Canucks literally just, uh, not literally just, the Canucks beat the Blues last night and have a one nothing lead in their series. Huge, huge win for the Canucks to at least establish, quote-unquote, or stealing, quote-unquote, home ice advantage. Uh, we, As we wrapped up, the Hurricanes beat the Bruins 3-2 to two in game number two. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets with a valiant response over the Tampa Bay Lightning, winning three to one in game two to take a two to one series lead. And I just need to say, I know I've talked a lot about the Blue Jackets and how much I love watching them play. I love Corpus Salo. Obviously, I love Seth Jones. One guy I have not touched on a lot of is Pierre-Luc Dubois. That kid is going to be a future Selkie winner at some point. He is so good at both ends of the ice. He had two assists again tonight. He was extremely valuable. He, and he's been extremely valuable this postseason. I think it's eight points in the playoffs for PLD so far. He's been fantastic. Corpusalo with another strong effort. If I can pull up the stats here really quickly just to see how many saves. I think it was 36 saves for Eunice Corpusalo. He has been tremendous. He has been unbelievable. If the Blue Jackets make it to the Stanley Cup final, he's got the Smythe locked up. I, I, I don't even think it matters if they lose. Eunice Corpusalo has been fantastic. And if he continues to put up this these kind of performances, Tampa Bay is in trouble because they were already in trouble in game one. The fact that Columbus somehow did not win that five overtime game really is a crime. Eunice Corpusalo, I've said it since the start, if he gets hot, that is going to be a problem for Tampa Bay and it's going to be a problem for the remainder of this playoff run no matter who Columbus goes up against. Uh, the other game, I think that was actually, that was the only game. So I think our trip around the league is done overall. The playoffs have been a load of fun. Uh, right now the Golden Knights are the only team up to nothing on their series. Again, we got the other four games tomorrow and then more coming up on Saturday, but the Golden Knights up to nothing in their series against the Chicago Blackhawks, a big chance to go up three, nothing on Saturday, but we will not have a post-game pod, at least for the moment, on Saturday. If I'm not sure exactly how we're going to play out this weekend because we've never had anything like this before. If the Golden Knights sweep Chicago this weekend, we'll come back Monday with wrapping up that series in one pod and focusing on to the second round. If Vegas splits, we'll likely do... If Vegas loses Saturday, we might do a pot on Saturday. And if they win on Sunday, then we can do it. If they lose both of them, then we're probably just going to have to do an emergency pod because things are falling for the Golden Knights. So I'm not exactly sure how we're going to handle the weekend, but I'm thinking more than likely wrapping up both games over the weekend and coming back Monday. But again, we'll have an episode tomorrow to get you ready for game three. And then we will... uh, We'll figure it out from there. If that sounds good to all of you, I hope so. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to to today's episode. Again, thank you to Built Bar for sponsoring this episode. If you, again, are on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a rating, a review. Uh, Anything is greatly appreciated. Uh, Again, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, whichever, please feel free to get in touch with me. I'm always... uh, Always have the old DMs open. Always have the emails open as well. So feel free to send over any feedback that you may have. 
But thank you all for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing. All of that jazz is greatly appreciated. The Golden Knights, my friends, have a 2 to nothing series lead over the Chicago Blackhawks. Game 3 is on Saturday. So until then, friends, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I will see you tomorrow on a Friday. Have a good day. 